So welcome back to the Graham Stephan Show. My name is Graham and welcome to my show. And today we're taking a call from Nick, who's making over 100000 a year and living in his parents' basement at 24 years old. Wants to know whether or not he should continue living in his parents' basement or if it's worth it for him to go and get his own place. So let's bring him on the show and see what's going on. So Nick, welcome to the Graham Stephan Show. What's going on? Hi, Graham. Thanks for having me. You got it, man. Thanks for being on. What's up? Not much. Um basic background is I'm 24 years old and I live in my parents' basement. Um, nice. Last year or this year, I'm making $150,000 and um, I have a few questions for you. Um, some of my background is I'm a construction manager in uh, new home development, single family residential mm. and um, family owned company. Um, that's where I get a majority of my income, about 100000 of that. Um, I have a few, um, closings from some of our homes, um, at our other project as a real estate agent. So that's about 20,000 of my income. And then the rest of the 30,000 is basically just from side hustles. Um, anything I could do, backyard installation, snow removal, um, working on cars, things like that, um, is going to total about 30,000, um, but I recently took a new job with our company and I moved out to Montana. And then part of that, I um, moved into my parents' basement and uh, I started watching your videos about a year ago and uh, really started getting serious with um, my income, my debt and everything. I used to have three cars. I sold two of them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm down to one now. But basically my main question is, um, you know, I'm a young individual making this kind of money and I just don't know where my next step is. It's almost like a reverse midlife crisis. I'm now saving all my money. And um, I just, I'm kind of torn on what to do next. I'm in the real estate industry. And uh, I just really wanted to, to pick your brain on um, what I should be looking for in next steps. Jeez, I mean, that's a good question. You're doing so well right now. And I mean, let's start here. How, how sustainable is your income right now? I mean, do you, do you see this as something you could be doing for another 10, 20 years? Can you make more money doing this? I think, yes, um, my, my salary can increase, you know, you know, with a, a COLA increase each year. Um, but I think I got to start finding some more side hustles. Um, I, uh, I have an opportunity to do a few spec homes a year, um, mm. which can bring in 30 to 40,000 um, each. And that's another question, you know, you're big on rentals. Um, what's your thought on selling them for cash? Um, you know, and taking it as a profit or keeping them as rentals and I get my, you know, my residual income as well as the appreciation in the home. I'm not, I'm never a fan of, of buying and flipping. I think, uh, number one, I think for tax reasons, if you flip a property within a, within what, less than a year, you, you, you're buying a property with the intention of flipping it, it's treated as ordinary income, um, which mm -hmm. is taxed so much higher. So for that reason alone, I will never go and like try to flip a property. It just isn't worth it because then half your income gets eaten up by taxes. So I'm always a fan of rentals and you could depreciate that. You keep the rental income, you paid off over 30 years and eventually it's owned outright. And then maybe in the future, if you want to sell it, you 1031 exchange it to something else. So that's why I'm right. always a huge fan of rentals. Um, mm -hmm. But, it, I, you know, it, it, I just... That's, that's not my business. I know some other people will go in and they'll do apartment buildings. Like Ben Mala, I think, is a perfect example of this. He'll go into like a hotel or an apartment building, buy it, 
spend like a few years fixing it up, rent it out, and then keep it long enough so we can do a 1031 exchange, sell it, and go do that to something else. So something like that I think is a lot better because you're you're deferring taxes indefinitely and you're keeping these rentals and you're building up a huge portfolio. But just going and building these spec homes one-off and selling them and selling them and so I just I think it's so much more work than than what it's worth, you know. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's a, a great point. Thank you for that. Yeah, no, of course. But other than that, I mean, so you're, you're living in, in your parents' basement. Um, is that worth it to you? Well, I've been doing it for about three months, and I guess that's another question is, you know, how, you know, it's, it's great for, I have a ton of discretionary income now. Um, it's not ideal, but it's, you know, where do I draw the line and, you know, for the past seven years, I've been on my own and I just did this, you know, I moved up here and it was just temporarily till I build my own place. Um, but the, the savings is just huge and I can use that money for, you know, to build rental properties or whatever. I'm just kind of torn. How much are you saving living with your parents? Well, my last one bedroom, one bath apartment was $1,500 a month. And now I pay 500 a month. So you're saving a thousand dollars a month, and and what's your gro- what's your gross income? Uh, it's about nine thousand. Uh, that's what I would conservatively say my salary is. Everything else I don't count as in my so income. So you're saving an extra, you know, let's call it ten percent with like other little miscellaneous mm-hmm. utilities and stuff like that. So ten percent of your income. I don't know. I believe there becomes a point where the amount you save just isn't worth it. Here's the thing. I don't know your relationship with your parents. I think if you're going to live with your parents in your 20s is going to be the time to do it. You know, I think once you Uh hit late 20s, 30, then it starts becoming weird. Being, you know, you know, 20 something, I think it's more socially acceptable. If you said a 25 year old is living with their parents, I'd be like, ah, you know, that's fine. You know, I wouldn't think any, you say 35 and you're like, what's going on? So right. I almost I, I think two ways. Number one, I think if you're going to do it, now is the time to do it. But I also feel like your independence is worth something. And if you feel like your parents yeah. might be holding you back or you might not be able to have the life that you want being on your own, then I think it's worth it to spend the extra money being on your own. It really mm-hmm. depends. I mean, if your parents give you the freedom to basically just come and go as you please, they don't get in your way, they're not, you know – halting your 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 growth and maturity and so then i would almost be in the in the train of thought like if they're cool with it and you could save an extra thousand a month where's the harm in that if nothing bad is coming from that knowing that you can't be doing this forever you know yeah i I think that's just where i gotta draw the line is i got that's what i'm trying to figure out is my next move more or less is do i start piling money into the, you know, creating these rental properties, um, or do I focus on myself? You know, it's, it's the short term versus the long term question that everybody always battles. I don't really think it's a short or a long term thing. You know, I just think it's, it's whatever your preference is at the moment. Uh, I mean, every month you're mm-hmm. doing this, you're saving a thousand dollars. So, could, you know, if you could do is what's another five thousand, six thousand dollars, or twelve thousand dollars worth to you? Is that worth it to stay at home? Right. You know, do you have a good not, relationship not with forever, your parents? That's for sure. Yeah, I do. And they and they enjoy you staying there. They do. Uh, not forever. I would say maybe uh, they would probably cap me at twelve months. Um, I just don't know if I should be rushing to get out to 
figure out my next move. You know, I kind of get antsy. I, 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 uh, I'm always wondering what my next move should be, even though I don't think that's always the best way to think. Cause I get caught up almost tunnel vision. Yeah. You know what? So, I, I almost think given, <laughs> given another 12 months, save another 12 grand, put that towards a rental property. You know, that's what I think. 12,000 in a rental, you could probably get an extra 10% off that. So you'll get an extra, you know, $1,200 a year, an extra $100 a month, really for the rest of your life, just by living there an extra year. Everything is fine. It seems like you have a good relationship with them. They don't mind it. It's not, it's not doing anything to you. You know, so, so you're basically living there for an extra $100 a month for the rest of your life if you save 12000 Yeah, That to me seems, yep. seems worth it because you can't do it forever. You can't do it in your 30s. You know, you preferably don't do it in your 30s, but I don't yeah. see the harm in it. I, th- th- but th- again, just, just my recommendation, if you ever feel like they're getting in your way or you can't do the things you want to do, then move. But until that point, mm-hmm. I say stay, enjoy it, live it up all you can, save the extra money, don't spend it on anything stupid, and uh, put, it, put it to good use, you know? That's what I would right. do. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you got it. Uh, any other questions you had or anything else you wanted to cover? Um, what would you consider um, solid growth in terms of uh, income uh, that you traditionally see for salary? Um, you know, I, I've grown quickly and now I have discretionary income. Like you said, don't spend it on something stupid. Well, now I got this big old egg in my bank account and... I want to go spend it. I, you know, what's $5 here? What's $10 here? Well, it really starts adding up. And I think you said in one of your videos, you check mint every day. Well, now I do that every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's a, you know. go and you know what? I, I think if you have a goal of something you want to buy, that's going to prevent you from spending the money. Um, like mm-hmm. for me, I usually throw it all on a property. Whenever I get a certain amount of money in my bank account, I'm like, Oh, it's time to go shopping for, to buy another property. And I spend it all mm-hmm. on a property. I, I have like nothing left over in my bank account afterwards. And that's a good feeling because then it's like, okay, it's all deployed. I have no money just sitting there. Now I could build up my reserves again and do it again. I think if you have a, a goal in mind of something you want to do or something you're looking forward to doing or some, you know, something you're looking forward to investing in, that's going to help you. Because if you just have this money aimlessly sitting there and not doing anything, of course you're going to want to go and spend it. So have a goal in mind. Have something in mind where you say, I want to buy a rental property in this area. It's going to cost me this amount of money. It's going to get me this return. I got to save for a little bit more. And all that money goes towards that property. Uh, that's that really, really helps. a great idea. That really helps for yeah. me. That really helps. Yeah, that's a great idea. Thank you. You're welcome. And also, I like to, this is my little thing, try to get round numbers in your bank account. Like, I love to think like, okay, my Ally Bank, I want it to say exactly 250 grand in there. So I'll just like keep saving mm-hmm. until it says exactly 250. And I'm like, okay, now I can go to Wealthfront. I want it to say exactly the, like, you know, certain amount uh-huh. of there. Have it say that. Let's go to PNC Bank. I want it to say exactly a hundred grand in there. And and you just you have these exact numbers. For me, I'm less likely to spend it. No, because because if I think there's like let's just call it like three hundred and two thousand seven hundred eighty four dollars, I'm I'm likely to spend it. But if it says exactly three hundred grand, you bet I'm not mm-hmm. touching that because I do not want it to drop <laughs> like two hundred ninety nine seven two four. And then it's like ah, oh, the whole thing is ruined. So even numbers for me help uh, in curbing any sort of spending. Yeah, that's a that's a good idea. I'll definitely try that. So try that, even if it means it's like you have like eighty grand in an account, or like eighty thousand seven hundred something. Transfer the seven hundred and something into another account and just keep it at eighty. You know that will help you tremendously. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's great. I'm going to try that right now. I think that will help tremendously. I don't like it going backwards, you know what I mean? Exactly. So try that out and uh, let me know what happens on that. Definitely. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Dan. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, keep me posted. Definitely, Graham. I appreciate your time and I look forward to more episodes. You got it, man. Have a good one. Take care. Bye. Bye. So with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. As always, if you guys enjoy videos like this, make sure to hit the like button, subscribe button, notification bell, add me on Instagram, go and join the Discord group down in the description. We have over 4,000 members, so if you want to be a part of it there, uh, go and add yourself to that. And then also, if you want to sign up for Weeble, uh, deposit $100, get two free stocks. One of those stocks could be valued up to $1,000. So if you, if you just want two free stocks, just go and sign up, put 100 bucks in there, get two free stocks. Enjoy that. Link in description. Thank you again for watching, and until next time.